We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. For those of you who work in the medical field, a little bit of medical news. At 70th and Yankee Hill Road, Medical Elite Urgent Care is under construction next to that new Ziggy's Coffee by the Roundabout. And this segment is possible today because of Nebraska Green Sorghum Board, Nebraska Prep Equipment, and our newest sponsor, Lower Platte South Natural Resource District. Coming up on the show, a $65 million project in Northwest Lincoln means we are going to be getting 180 to 350 new jobs. And fraud, employee theft, and white-collar crime at work. What is happening in Lincoln, and what are some steps we can do to prevent this? We're going to talk to Lincoln Police Department. Are your electric bills high at your home or business? Are the costs to install new lighting getting to you? There are some 2023 incentives, and they are now available on a first-come, first-served basis at Lincoln Electric System. Well, Robin, I think it's time for us to introduce our first guest. Let's launch our first guest here. We are unusually pleased to present uh, Roger Wilson. He's the Chief Operating Officer of Burrell Aviation. Big economic development news announcement about the airport neighborhood within the past few weeks. Welcome to the show, Roger. Good morning. Thank you, uh, Ted, and thank you, Robin, very much for having me. Explain the lines of business that Burrell will be bringing to Lincoln in terms that the you know average citizen of Lincoln can understand. Sure. Well, let me first explain that what generates the lines of business is that Burrell Group, which is the parent company of Burrell Aviation, allows us to be an equity investor to put money into Lincoln Airport. So that initial capital, private capital investment is what triggers whatever will be built there eventually. And the reason that that's appealing to airports such as Lincoln is that it allows Lincoln to use its own capital for other purposes and not tie it up uh, necessarily with what we would like to devote uh, that capital towards. And towards that end, the lines of business that we pursue and will build for eventually for a future subtenant on the land that we have leased from Lincoln would fall into several major groups, uh, groups that conduct on a daily basis at airports across the U.S. and world, international domestic cargo, aerospace defense, integrated logistics, which is a fancy word for Amazon, DHL, FedEx, and UPS, third-party <laughs> logistics, cold supply chain logistics, and then general aviation. We also normally pursue a, a category called MRO, maintenance repair uh, overhaul, but you have at Lincoln one of the greatest MRO companies in the world, uh, Duncan, and we certainly, you don't need MRO when you have one of the finest companies like Duncan already doing a generational long, fantastic job there. So I raise that point because we only want to bring to the airport what the airport indicates to us it needs. We're not, you know, it does no good for us to pursue a business line that the airport has been indicated to us. 
it really feels will be an asset for the airport's future. Hey, could you uh, uh, help our listeners out and tell us about, of all the cities in the United States, mm-hmm. how did you come to pick Lincoln? Well, Lincoln met in a, in a very uh, profound way the criteria that we use to choose all of our airports. So currently we have about 22 airports in our portfolio, Burrell Aviation's portfolio, that range from Anchorage, Alaska, to the southern tip of Florida. And there is a criteria for which what makes a city and its airport viable for our business model. So one of those is that it has to have, the airport itself has to have the runway and the land available in proximity to that runway that suits our business model and all of those lines. So you want to be able you're going to be pursuing domestic cargo. You want those international domestic cargo. You want those planes to be able to pull right up off the runway to the facility you've built. So Lincoln has, as you know, courtesy of uh, the amazing efforts that uh, Senator Deb Fisher has done going back, uh, a, a near 13,000-foot runway, which allows uh, us to basically appeal to the largest cargo carriers, the largest aerospace defense projects, on and on. Secondly, the, the you need a forward-thinking airport authority, which uh, really understands the value of a project like this as a driver of economic benefits for the entire community. You know, there are two levels of jobs that are created this, obviously the construction jobs, the permitting jobs, the all the, 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 the things that go around a $65 million project, but more important are the permanent jobs, which Robin uh, mentioned at the top of the show. So in the administration you have there with uh, David Herring and Bob McNally and Rachel Barth, you have people that immediately understood the value, as I'm proud to say 22 other airports have, of using private capital to create job creation, to bring about job creation. Uh, thirdly, you need very practically uh, a proximity. The city that the airport's in has to have a proximity to an MSA of at least half a million people. Well, if you just glance at what you have in Lincoln, which I don't know if it's today's exact stat, but you're around 280,000 people, and then you realize an hour away you have nearly 490,000 people in Omaha, well, there you are with 700,000 people either in and around the airport or within an hour's drive. And why that's so important is that this whole business lines that I address need to have pools of job job applicants, need to have an ongoing cargo industry or deliveries on a daily basis that are satisfying all the potential customers, businesses in those what we call MSAs uh, of being larger than a half a million. And then that, that kind of opens up the door to the last thing we always look for in a city or an airport, which is what we call an arterial support infrastructure, which is a fancy way of saying interstate or rail. And obviously with I-80 and running primarily east-west and I-29, I hope I got that right, running yes. north-south, you, you have an amazing arterial infrastructure plus the rail. So it's sort of like if you had a checklist of what makes a city attractive to us, Lincoln checked off every box. Oh, 
That is fantastic. That is great news. And we have to go to a commercial. And so I want to end that there because that is one of the highest notes a guest has left us on. Yes. Thank (laughs) thank you. We appreciate that, Roger. Roger, we're glad you picked us. We're glad we got that runway just in time for you. And good luck hiring all these people that you plan to hire. I'm glad that you looked at Omaha within that metropolitan statistical area. Yeah. Thanks again. Coming up next, sometimes losing something due to employee theft in your company is not only financially damaging, but humiliating. We're going to talk to Lincoln Police Officer Hine about what happens when there's employee theft. We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. In medical news around Lincoln this week, remember Grandmother's Restaurant and the bulldozers and all of that being torn down? Yes, Robin, I do. And for our listeners, just in case they don't know, that is at 70th and A Street. That's right. Nebraska Orthopedic is remodeling. They're going to put in an imaging unit and some other things. So that's why this Lincoln icon had to be moved. Had to be raised, as they say. Had to be Yeah, raised. That's a better word. Uh, This segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance, University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. For a small business owner especially, and for big business owners, employee theft is difficult to talk about. And we wanted to bring in someone from the police department and ask what we should be watching for in Lincoln, what sorts of crimes in the workplace um, em- employers and business owners need to be aware of. So we've invited uh, one of our mor- morning show favorite guests, Officer Chad Hine from Lincoln Police Department. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I don't know about favorite guest. But well, they, I'll, I'll they, were, they were raving about you. They, oh. they were happy to hear that you were joining our show, too. So thanks oh. a lot for coming in. Well, no, yeah. thank you for having us in your in your studios today. Well, businesses do have a hard time talking about this. So... Uh, we want to give them a chance to hear what they should do if it does happen. So to start with, what are you commonly seeing as thefts in retail, in stores, and in restaurants? So the biggest things that we're seeing um, in stores and restaurants and the in-person thefts are employees that have access to a cash drawer or register um, will, you know, one or two dollars into the till, two or three into my pocket. Um, money is obviously always a big tempter. Uh, consumable goods are another item that we see a lot. Um, mm. I remember just last week we had a story on Crime Stoppers where um, an employee of one Walmart went to another Walmart and made a bunch of purchases and acted like they were helping the, um, the employee at the Walmart they were at ring things out and ended up duping that employee out of even taking any cash or, or payment for the item she was purchasing. So there's they, it can range from anything as simple as pocketing money to a scheme. It just it, We see all kinds of things. Um, Some of them are probably clever. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that, yes. one, that, that was pretty manipulative. That is. Yes. Yeah. Um, we see, honestly, we see a lot with the self-checkout. People will act like they're, they're scanning their items and yeah. they're, like they're making payment, and they don't. They'll, you know, have a receipt from a previous purchase, throw that in their pocket, and like they pulled the receipt out of the machine, 
and then walk out the door. Don't give him ideas, Chad. Uh, well, that's that's been on Crime Stopper, so I, I'm okay. not giving people ideas. That, okay. that one was already come up with. So. What about online fraud? Uh, online fraud is a huge problem in Lincoln. We see anything from unauthorized use of a credit card to extortion schemes. Um, unauthorized use of a credit card is when somebody somehow hacks in or gains access to your credit card or debit card numbers, and they can use that to make purchases, transfer money, withdraw money. Um, some of the extortion schemes we see are uh, the people that are a little bit lonely that will go on the online dating sites and mm. will be tricked into thinking they're in a relationship with somebody and then start to send some intimate pictures. Um, and then they will be told that they have to pay a certain amount of money. So those pictures aren't released to their family, their friends, um, on social media, things like that. Uh, another really common one that I personally have seen and taken reports of are where somebody on a dating site starts a relationship and the person that they've started the relationship with asks for money to invest in a business. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Um, unfortunately, when people do this, there's really no good way for us to recover that money. Right. If you send somebody money over the internet, if you voluntarily did it, yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of gone, and um, there's not much we can do. And really, the biggest one we're seeing is when somebody does ask for those investments, they'll ask for it in the form of gift cards or uh, specifically Amazon gift cards. Hmm. Yeah, that's that that's got to be a red flag. I would think Um, to almost everyone, but apparently not. It it should be an Amazon gift card to start a business. Yes. I, okay. Massive red flag for me, but um, not for everybody. When you're, when you're lonely of the heart, um, yeah. you, you do some things that maybe you wouldn't normally do. So, yeah. what are you seeing so far as white collar crime, such as you know theft inside a business by key trusted employees? Uh, embezzlement. Yeah. Um, plain and simple, it's it's embezzlement, and again, that ranges from anywhere from anything from a simple employee theft where somebody dines on a meal that they don't pay for, that they weren't allowed to have, um, to somebody pocketing money all the way up to tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. We've seen several instances of that in town. It's not the most common in the world, but usually we see it where it's a longtime employee, somebody that's gained the trust of the business owner or the manager. And as a business owner or manager, I understand it's somebody that you trust. It's really difficult for you to to accuse somebody or even think that they might rip you off, but it it does happen. What safeguards are most likely missing? Uh, I would say self-auditing. Having Hmm. two or three sets of eyes go through books, go through accounts, look at your register. Um, You know, a lot of businesses have massive amounts of cash flow that come through their doors every day, and they just don't know how much cash is moving in and out on a daily basis. And I, I understand it's it's a monumental task to to take that on. But if you have at least two or three people that are checking up on each other doing that, you're going to save yourself in the long run. When it when it's comes to that human point where someone's been humiliated, um, bewildered, this has never happened. I'm a small business owner. What do you as a as a professional do to to help them through this emotionally? Well, I would remind people that it wasn't a personal attack on you. Yeah. Uh, and, and that right. theft can happen to anybody. You were it, simply a target. Correct. Um, they, they weren't attacking you. They were attacking your business. 
And in doing so, they're attacking possibly your livelihood. Um, don't take it personally. Just, again, understand that theft can happen to anybody. I personally have been a, a victim of theft since I've lived in Lincoln. We had some things stolen out of our garage. It it happens. Yes, is it embarrassing? Sure. Uh, but it happens to anybody. So right. um, please try to work past that. Understand that it wasn't a personal attack on you and that when an officer comes out to take your report, we're not there to judge you. We're not there to tell you that you messed up or you did something wrong. We're there to get the information from you to find out what happened and figure out who did what what happened to you and hopefully hold them accountable for it. Yeah, yeah. Just, it, just as so a side prevalent. note, I, I, I'd had vehicles, and this was a long time ago. This mm-hmm. is over 30 years ago, but it, that it had been broken into. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had my vehicle entered in my driveway since yeah. I've been a police officer here. So, I mean... It it happens. It, yeah, it so just often, does. Often just random. Yeah, so. yeah. very random. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, um, Officer Chad Hine from LPD. Um, if this happens, do they call emergency number, or is it kind of better to call a like a mainline number down at the police department? Well, if you catch an employee in the act and there's well, disturbance, would an I would say call nine one one right away. If not, you can call around emergency number at four zero two four four one six thousand or if you don't feel comfortable having us come to your business, we can meet you somewhere else. You can come hmm. to the main station at 575 South 10th or any one of our okay. substations. That's a Excellent. that's a good perspective yeah. there. Well, thanks so much. Uh, we appreciate you coming in. Um, good, good information. Thank you very much for having us in the show. Thanks for helping. We're, we'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. With warmer weather coming along before too long, or at least we hope, here's some news on local garden centers at Pioneers and Lucille Drive out in southeast Lincoln, Nebraska. Nursery and Colored Gardens have consolidated to their Coddington location out by Pioneer Park at 94th and Van Dorn. Clear, clear. Southeast Lincoln Kenoyer Garden Center is under construction. Absolutely huge facility. We took a picture and posted that on Facebook. 33,000 post impressions, 252 likes, 83 shares. That place is massively huge and is expected to open this spring. Yeah, Robin, you had mentioned, and I didn't drive by there, but you'd mentioned it was Large. It, was it a large looks facility. like, uh, I thought it was an innovation campus when I first saw it. <laughs> hey, this segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and Charter Title. The guest in our first show was Roger. He was from Burrell Aviation. We have another Mr. Roger with us. This is Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having Great. me again. You bet. Well, the Federal Reserve, back in the news this week, uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell testified in front of Congress. Which way are interest rates going, Roger? I can only guess. Yeah, from his comments, they're going up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of, I think, spooked a few people, didn't he? Yeah, he did. You know, it seems like the last year he's been in the news media and and on radio and so forth uh, a lot. Uh, he, his comments on Tuesday in front of Congress really spooked the market, and we saw a pretty good sell-off. We saw a real good sell-off on Thursday as well. 
He discussed a lot of things, but what spooked the markets the most was the opening of the door of higher interest rates than maybe what other people were thinking. I think most people were expecting maybe a quarter point raise in the March meeting that's coming up on March 22nd. However, there's more talk today that there could be a half a percent increase, which is higher than original. So I think the discussion today along a lot of the people that I've been reading is maybe we'll see the Fed funds rate go from roughly four and a half to four and three quarters currently to the six percent number, which is probably good for savers, maybe not so yeah. much of the consumers. I, well, I'm disappointed that it's not working, that we keep having to do this. And I, I really thought it would chill the economy by now. Yeah, I think a lot of people did, but you look back at the early 80s, the last time inflation was really high, it took quite a bit to get inflation under control and back down. So we'll just have to play it by ear. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, it's great for savers, but then there are those people who are close to retirement and they're sort of caught in this world between should I buy stocks now mm -hmm. while, while they're low or am I getting too close to retirement and I need to go for something more conservative? Yeah, that's a great question, Robin. Uh, I think if you haven't met with your financial professional in a while, uh, pick up the phone, give them a call, schedule that meeting. If you don't have a financial professional, certainly give me a call and I'll answer some of these questions. But I don't think people should really panic because we have rising interest rates. Uh, we've gone through this quite a few times since World War II. I think you should stay focused on saving for retirement. Keep those contributions, at least at the current levels, and if you are lucky enough to be able to increase those, do that as well. Look to the safe investing opportunity that have come out of higher interest rate. There's a lot of them out there that we're seeing. Maybe increase your emergency funds to get through that economic downturn that everybody's been talking about that's coming. Of course, pay off debt as fast as you can, especially if you're using credit cards, get those paid off. You might want to consider con uh, converting some of your traditional IRA money uh, to maybe a Roth IRA. This is a good time when the market's down to do that. So visit with your tax preparer to see if it makes sense in order to do that conversion if it uh, works in your favor. Take advantage of the CD markets. You know, I'm really seeing some really good CD rates now. Uh, a lot of them are over 5%. So if your local banks aren't paying 5% plus, give me a call. We have them available. Boy, uh, how long, uh, when was the last time we saw 5% CDs? That was pre-08. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's I was thinking. It's been 15 years since we've seen rates this high. Yeah. Hey, uh, from a broader perspective, how are the markets looking so far this year? Yeah, overall, we've talked about this on the radio show. The market over the last year has been generally down. Uh, the NASDAQ was probably the worst performer last year in, in 2022. However, the markets have been trending lower the last couple of weeks after starting a really good six-week upward trend. As of March 9th, the Dow Jones is down about 2.69%, so not a lot for the year. The NASDAQ is still the bright spot. That's up 8.33% after losing over 30% last year. And the Standard & Poor's 500 is up just slightly over 2% for the year. Thanks well, a lot thank you. for that. That was good to know, I think. No, is that good to know? Hey, I think it's, all, it's, it's all, need it's, to know. If you're a saver, it's good to know. <laughs> if you're a saver, it's good to know. Um, thanks so much, Roger, for you're, coming in. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Roger Frank is a registered representative of Oven Securities. Offered through Berthel Fisher & Company Financial Services, BFC.
CFS member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. I am a client of Roger. I'm not being compensated. Coming up next, are you remodeling your home, your business, your church? Lincoln Electric System is offering an incentive right now. Um, some businesses and churches have gotten these very recently. There is a timeline on that, a, a first come, first serve on that. We'll be right back with more information about that. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Next door to Broadcast House here at 44th and O in the office building right across from us, Parker Financial Associates has opened a new massage therapist. Bungalow Massage is open. By the way, we just want you to know Broadcast House is for sale. Yes. Two showings this week. Yeah. We're going to move this thing. Let's hope so. That's our plan. <laughs> we hope to get an offer. There you go. Hey, this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor, Evnen, Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. Every year, Lincoln Electric System comes out with incentives, and a lot of times they run out at a certain point in the year of these incentives. And so we want to find out what's going on this year. We've brought Mark Skolnick in from Lincoln Electric. He always knows what's going on with that. How are you doing today, I'm Mark? I'm doing great. It's great, great to be back in the studio with you. Okay, so the incentives that you have this year, are they, are they first come, first serve? Yes, the Sustainable Energy Program incentives offered through Lincoln Electric System. Um, we have one and a half million dollars okay. uh, that that has been um, uh, that has been set for energy efficiency incentives from residential all the way to commercial industrial, and then this year uh, with the uh, new federal tax credits for a number of energy efficiency measures, there's a, there's even more that customers can can potentially receive in addition to the Sustainable Energy Program incentives. And is there a timeline on those? With the federal tax credits, most of them run until 2032. Oh, so, you've oh, got some that are going to go on for yes, a while. Yes, uh, Well, that's with, good news. With the bill passage, it does stipulate that a lot of these credits will be around for the next 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so let's start with businesses. What incentives, deductions are available for businesses? Well, from the Sustainable Energy Program, we continue to offer incentives for customers that change over to LED lighting, as well as a number of custom measures. So... Uh, that could be variable speed equipment. It could be compressed air systems. It really does vary. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, as I mentioned, with the Inflation Reduction Act that was passed back in August, there are there are federal tax deductions that businesses can take if their energy efficiency results in savings of 25 to 50 percent. And uh, it's a, a little bit complex, so it's good to talk with a tax advisor or even a, a, an electrical engineering firm, and they can kind of model what the projected savings would be and then determine what those tax deductions would be. And that would be on top of whatever LES provides in, in, in terms of uh, incentives for, for those kinds of things for businesses. Hmm. Well, what about uh, tax credits for solar energy? Yeah, so the Inflation Reduction Act... Uh, actually increased the federal tax credit for solar. It was down to 26% of the cost, increased it to 30%. Huh. And also that 30% federal tax credit applies to uh, battery storage. Uh, if a customer wants to install battery storage, it also applies to geothermal, which is hmm. uh, a very efficient way of heating and cooling 
buildings, uh, homes, businesses, that type of thing. And it's on cap, so it's 30% up to the cost of the, of the project, 30% of the cost of the project. Um, and again, with a federal tax credit, you have to have a tax liability to get, you know, if, if your liability is, you know, a certain amount, you'll only get that a certain amount. You won't get dollars being paid from the federal government to you. So it's a non-refundable federal tax credit. So it's up to the amount of your tax liability, um, but it can go up to 30% of the cost of the Do you project. see a lot of residential people doing geothermal? Yeah. Residential, um, not a lot. I mean, it's it, more it, it's, the it's, schools. It's a, and yes, absolutely. Uh, when you've large got facilities, large facilities, we do have some homeowners that do have geothermal. Hmm, uh, we do have homeowners. However, um, it's a fairly expensive undertaking. Yeah, uh, certainly very efficient, um, but it also is. You know, it, it requires d- digging wells. Uh, you know, uh, well. Uh, in, in the in yard, wells in the yard or, or, or <laughs> yeah. in, in schools is usually under a parking lot. Um, and so uh, if you've got a fairly lengthy period, there's a good payback. And it's been great for, for the public school system. Yeah, very, it makes good. sense if you know you're going to be there for a long, for a long time. time. Yep. Hey, uh, what currently is available under the Inflation Reduction Act to uh, assist customers? There's a lot. Uh, as of January 1st, 2023, residential customers can take advantage of higher federal tax credits for things like air source heat pumps. You can get up to $2,000, 30% of the cost up to $2,000. And a heat pump is basically an air conditioner that works re- in reverse during the winter months, and it brings transfers heat from outside inside. Even when it's cold out, there's still heat that can be transferred in. So it's very efficient, re- requires less power. And so there's there's two thousand dollar up to two thousand dollar federal tax credit for air source heat pumps as well as heat pump water heaters takes surrounding air brings it in that heat is then injected into the water uh, it is another efficient way of of going about doing things with water heating and then there's also federal tax credits for high efficiency air conditioners six hundred dollar credit there there's uh, insulation tax credit up to twelve hundred dollars there's tax credits for replacement doors and windows. And don't forget, LES has incentives for air source heat pumps and heat pump water heaters and insulation. That is in addition to the federal tax credits that customers can take advantage of. That's interesting. Boy, you guys have a lot of incentives. You almost need a spreadsheet to yeah. figure this out. I was going to say, if you're a window salesperson, you have to keep track of all this so you can tell the customer. And then the insulation company needs to know about Absolutely. This. And if you go to les.com and you check out the Sustainable Energy Program, we have information about not only our SEP incentives, but also the federal tax credits that can kind of package things together and make it simpler for customers. Hmm. Well, good stuff. Um, if people are having trouble keeping track of all this while they're driving around on a Saturday and they want to like see a list of this. Can you give the website like the keystrokes to get to the part of the Lincoln Electric website? Absolutely. If you go to les.com, uh, there'll probably be a banner about the sustainable energy program that you come to when you go to les.com. Sustainable energy program. program. Um, but then you can click on the menu if it isn't up. Click on the menu button and click on sustainable energy program okay. and it, it's all right there. And uh, But they can always email or call. There's information about calling and emailing as well. And we're here for customers to provide them with whatever information they need as they make these decisions. So sustainable energy program, if you need to look and see which um, household, what's the name, appliances, um, are subject to some of these incentives and deductions. 
Well, thanks again. Great information, as always, Mark. We appreciate you coming in and, and uh, talking to our listeners. We always appreciate the information that you bring. This is great stuff for our businesses to know and yeah. our residences, too. Coming up next, businesses opening, closing, and moving all over Lincoln. Quite a report today. We'll be right back. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm going to stay. Ever be It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Grow Lincoln here, Robin and Dave with you this noon hour. I'm from Ashleman Commercial Real Estate. And I'm Dave Albers from the Albers Company. And this segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarder Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. Lots of Lincolnites have sent their kids to Camp Sunshine. They have a facility south of Lincoln for day camps and retreats for kids and also things for adults. They would like to open Camp Sunshine Shiloh in southwest Lincoln. This would be at approximately southwest 16th and Whitstruck Road. Um, they would accommodate 50 kids most of the time, 150 kids at certain times, and maybe 500 on very special occasions. Um, overnight camping, not that's not really what this is. Right. They might have people there for 48 hours at a time, but that would be at the most. It's not It's not a, a plan to be a camp where they're, they're there overnight for weeks on end. Right, and it does have to go through the Planning Commission before this will be permitted. Yep. Uh, hey, Robin, let's talk about uh, a restaurant up in Havelock. We've got, we're going to do a lot of North news. Here. We are. Um, Soulful Cucino Food Truck is opening a store, barbecue and more. Um, this follows Boxcar Barbecue, which was there previously and before that, Pasta Place. So try and... Some different things. I I think that maybe some of this might have almost been buying the business or the equipment as much as it is. I mean, as much as it is a different concept, it's not right that dramatically different. Well, and this uh, once again follows what we have talked about numerous times: is once you have that infrastructure in place for a restaurant, and particularly if you've already got the equipment there. It, it makes it a lot more uh, economically feasible for another restaurant to go into that location. I know. I feel sorry for local ent entrepreneurs trying to start a restaurant because the codes have become so expensive on things like hoods. Oh, yeah. That it has shut out our local food trucks from being able to just go rent a space and put in a hood and start a restaurant. The, they can't do it. They have to wait for a second generation space to come along because the codes are so restrictive now. Well, and it's just expensive. I mean, all the equipment and everything, if you have brand new is yeah is those price, Those prices went up during the pandemic as well. Yeah. Hey, uh, bringing up a building permit at 2300 Wildcat Drive. Uh, this is a 12,000 square foot automotive sales facility, $2.4 million uh, permit that uh, uh, was being uh, pulled. Uh, Wildcat Drive. Most people may, I was going to say, a lot of people may not know where that's located. This is 
just off of North 27th and Interstate 80 on the west side of uh, 27th Street, kind of right there where all the other car dealers are, but it's just a little bit uh, further west than uh, than the car dealers that most people are already familiar with. So, so is this somebody that's adding on to a current facility or brand new one coming in? Don't know exactly. It didn't specifically say what type of uh, car dealership it was going to be, but it was. They just had mentioned a car dealership, and and I bring it up because, man, we we're we're seeing a lot of uh, car dealers expanding. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, we 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 also saw this over on Fortieth and Yankee Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're coming in along Yankee Hill now. They're they're doing some things there. So. Um, Meadow Lane Shopping Center, Farmers Insurance pulled a building permit to move into there. Meadow Lane has an area of the shopping center that is commonly used for office space. $106,000 to do some remodeling there. Yep. And, uh, boy, and that's another shopping center that's, uh, gone through a transformation. Looking good. That's a good looking shopping center these days. Robin, you had, we, we had talked a little bit, and I'm going to have you talk about uh, this question regarding Arbor Road. Craig Connolly asked, what is next to Camping World, which is on Arbor Road? The answer is Central Lumber. This is a large, large project. Um, there's also Lincoln Logistics Hub up there, which is a you know, trucking transfer facility. So there's been quite a quite a process down at the city. It was not in the city limits. It had to be annexed. The zoning had to be changed. Um, tax increment financing was used for this project, tax allocation bonds. This was enough of a mover and shaker in the economic development world that it actually got some incentive money. Well, and it's the sort of project that I think probably most people would you know, anticipate using these type of uh, alternative financing techniques. Yeah. yeah. Farrell's Extreme Body Shaping. They made a move recently, Dave. Yes. Uh, they were at uh, Pioneers and Lucille Boulevard, which is basically about 74th and Pioneers, that general area. Uh, location, they're moving to... Uh, are they moving Meadow out to Lane. Meadow Lane? Just yeah. like we had talked yeah, about. Yeah, another tenant for yeah. Meadow Lane. At mm-hmm. 70th and Vine Street. And this is according to commercial broker Kathy Kotwitz. Yeah, and I think they also have a location at 40th and Yankee Hill near Super Target and near the new automotive things that are going in at 40th and Yankee Hill Road. So, yeah, good, good expansion opportunity for Farrell's extreme body shaping. Yes, and... Uh, Club Pilates is going in at 8222 Holdridge, which is effectively 84th and Holdridge. They pulled a building permit for $80,000. Yeah, over near Hy-Vee. That's all for Grow Lincoln. Thanks a lot for listening. Send us photos of businesses opening, closing, or relocating via Facebook or Twitter. (laughs) 